It's a Tuesday edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Taylor Charleston will be in with a feature report, and I'll have a look at regional and national agricultural news beginning with regional ag news right after this word from our sponsor. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges, and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. California dairy farmers are making progress in reducing methane emissions on track to meet the goal of a 40% reduction by 2030. A new report produced by the California Dairy Research Foundation and the University of California Davis notes that dairy's use of feed additives is expected to have a positive impact in curbing methane produced by livestock. Several new feed additives are expected to be available soon. According to Blue Book and Produce IQ, strong demand and cool weather are tightening tomato supplies on both the east and west coasts and upping prices. Most notably, Roma tomato prices increased significantly recently. Roma prices are up 45%. In addition, niche-type tomatoes such as heirlooms and Campari are also in short supply. Supply should even out and prices steady soon as Mexico ramps up production and Florida's supply recovers. As farmers, family, and a community, Sunkiss Growers is celebrating its humble California roots with Sunkiss Citrus Day on March 1st. The Fresh Citrus Cooperative began in 1893, making Sunkiss the longest-standing agricultural co-op in the United States. As a marketing cooperative, Sunkiss' first advertisement was published in Des Moines, Iowa in March of 1908 to promote the California observance called Orange Day. The ad stated, for years, March 1st has been celebrated as Orange Day in Southern California, and the festivities embrace a period of one week. The Dad also mentioned the orange offers unlimited possibilities in the daintiest of desserts. Their use is unlimited morning, noon, and night. Today, Sunkist Citrus Day is officially registered in the National Day Calendar as a tribute to the more than 1,500 growers that make up Sunkist membership and the nearly 40 fresh premium citrus varieties in its portfolio. While Sunkist offers an array of conventional and organic oranges, lemons, mandarins, grapefruit, tangerines, and tangelos, many of its grower members are small family farmers who have been passing down the tradition of growing citrus from generation to generation. Sunkist is also celebrating its legacy with a premium sweet heirloom navel orange program. It's called Nature's Seasonal Gift and is available only during peak citrus season. Sunkist Legacy Heirloom Navels are available for retail in new three and four pound gyro bags with quarter and square bins. The commemorative design was consumer tested and received an overwhelmingly positive response with survey shoppers saying they would buy this new package according to the company. Western Agricultural Processors Association President and Chief Executive Officer Roger Isom spoke recently at the World Ag Expo in Tulare as part of a panel on rising costs and inflation impacts on global trade. He highlighted long-term impacts due to the ongoing West Coast port problems and what the long-term implications might be. In addition, Isom took the opportunity to call for automation at the three West Coast ports, saying that our ports are among the worst in the world when it comes to container handling times, and stated we have both federal and state infrastructure money and we need to utilize it to get these ports up to speed. 
California Citrus Mutual, a voluntary membership association for citrus growers, is seeking to hire a manager of grower services. Core responsibilities include the collection and reporting of citrus market pricing, managing the Citrus Weather Watch program, and expanding grower membership benefits programs. The position will also support the team's advocacy-related efforts in the federal, state, and local levels. The ideal candidate is a detail-oriented task manager, self-motivated, and has a strong work ethic. CCM offers a complete benefits package and salary is based upon experience. For more information, log on to citrusmutual.com. Laura Morin has joined the Almond Board of California as its new marketing director for North America and China, further bolstering the ABC global market development team and continuing to drive global demand for California almonds. Morin joins ABC after a 17-year tenure at Sterling Rice Group, a full-service marketing and consulting agency and longtime ABC partner. Morin officially worked on ABC programs for 12 years while at SRG and said those relationships are making the transition easier. She says she's already familiar with many ABC staff and industry members from working with them for over a decade and says she is excited to jump right in and hopes to start making an impact right away. As marketing director of North America and China, Warren will be responsible for developing strategies and programs to drive demand for almonds in the two regions. In an effort to reverse the effects of nearly a century of fire suppression, Tamales Bay State Park officials are proposing to cut down trees and use prescribed burns to restore forest land and prevent wildfires. Park officials said that a lack of fire, both from natural events such as lightning strikes and from past prescribed burns by the coast Miwok, has created unhealthy forests in the parkland bordering Tamales Bay. Specifically, the park is concerned about the potential loss of bishop pine and hardwood forests that require fires to regenerate and are now threatened by disease, pests, and drought, and have been exasperated by climate change. The resulting buildup of vegetation, downed trees, and dead plant materials in the understory has also increased the risks of more severe and destructive fires that could threaten nearby communities and alter the natural landscape, according to park environmental scientist Bree Hartcastle. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. It's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. In a new development for the California cherry market, International Fruit Genetics has released three new cherry varieties named Cupid, Nebula, and Chap. The varieties are considered to be low-chill, making them adaptable to California's changing climate. IFG commercial cherry manager Alwyn Van Yarsveld is excited about the new options for growers. You almost start to think of these in a very different way to normal cherries because you know we 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 kind of joke around with the following uh, sentence saying that these are not cherries they're local cherries, but it 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 it's true because typically you know people would be thinking like four or five hundred hours they would be thinking of totally different regions of different rootstocks, of different uh, training systems. And with the low-chill uh, cherries, 
you can go into, you know, you can boldly go where no cherry has gone before. So it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be inventive uh, to a to a large degree because you'll have very good growers, uh, and and this is what we see in Chile. This is what we're seeing in the U.S. You have really really good table grape growers, for instance, that start to now grow cherries because you know they're good growers. They have access to the markets. They have pack houses. They have cooling. They have shipping. You know, they have everything. Um, but what they want is another fruit kind that is going to be early for them and is going to be lucrative and going to expand their window. And that's exactly what the cherries are doing. So um, the other thing that's nice about these three varieties, they are big cherries. So if I look, for instance, at some of the other cherries that have come before these, they are slightly smaller. So that's the other thing that you want to go for is size. You know, despite the fact that, yes, they need to be crunchy. Yes, they need to be flavorful. Yes, they need to be able to ship. They need to last. Um, you know, all these good things. Um, you also want them to be big because, you know, when we're consumers too, if we walk around in a supermarket and we see teeny tiny cherries, you know, even if they're good, we're thinking like, eh, they're small. If we see nice, big, juicy ones, then we think like, wow, you know, those are big. We're willing to pay more for something that is bigger um, in in general terms. Obviously, not, you know, sometimes, you know, you're not going to buy a watermelon like this and think like, oh, that's this is the deal of the century. Um, you know, so but the point is with cherries, size does matter. So it's it's important. Um, and the other thing is they are um, varieties that crop really well. For instance, Cherry Cupid, we've now seen cropping well various seasons in Chile, various seasons in the US, various seasons in Spain, various seasons in Australia. Uh, very different conditions in, in those countries um, and very different seasonal conditions, you know, on the same site. You know, uh, different winters, different amounts of rainfall in spring and so on. And kept on cropping and kept on having nice packouts. So, you know, it's, it's what we call adaptability. So the variety has proven itself to be really adaptable to, to various conditions. Another important aspect about the new varieties is their early harvest window. This means the consumer window is also expanded in that these varieties are the first cherries that consumers are seeing and tasting on the shelves and will decide whether or not to come back later on for more. The early window is a very lucrative window and it's, it's a very uh, logical, sensible window for cherries because if you have low chill fruit, you could be having cherries two weeks earlier than you have at the moment. And there's no reason why it can't be really, really good fruit so that when people see cherries for the first time, they think like, yay, cherries at last. I'm so tired of apples and oranges right now. I could have a cherry. And when they then pay the money, which is going to be expensive, and they have the cherries, you don't want them to be disappointed. You want them to be happy. Because that was the you know, that was the mindset. You know, they were happy to see them. They were happy to buy them. They should be happy to have them. Um, and that's why the early harvest window for us is really important. Because that means if you're late, you know, you have a whole range of cherries that could have spoiled the season, so to say. Because you'll have good ones and bad ones in the middle. But if you're standing, you know, sort of by yourself in the early window, it's make it or break it. And it's basically up to us. So if we do a good job, then, you know, things are on the go. And, and it's actually good for the cherries that follow us because people are saying, wow, you know, 
these are some good fruit. Yes, expensive, but you know, happy to pay the money, happy to have them. So that's why early is important. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Charlstrom. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. This month and this week, FFA members around the country are celebrating agriculture and FFA during National FFA Week. FFA provides the next generation of leaders who will change the world. As the nation's top school-based youth leadership development organization, FFA helps young people meet new agricultural challenges by encouraging members to develop their unique talents and explore their interests in a broad range of career pathways. FFA members are future leaders, food suppliers, innovators, and more. Whether through service projects or community gatherings. National FFA Week is a time for FFA members to raise awareness about the National FFA Organization's role in developing future leaders and the importance of agricultural education. National FFA Week runs now through Saturday. Average annual water supplies for the San Joaquin Valley could decline 20% by the year 2040, with shortfalls driven by mandates of California's 2014 Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. That's according to a new report from the Public Policy Institute of California that says America's most bountiful farming region faces a future with less water. It said nearly 900,000 acres of farmland could be followed and almost 50,000 jobs lost without new water system investments and water trading programs. USDA says international sales of America's farm and food products reached $196 billion for 2022, up 11% from the previous record set in 2021. The value of sales increased in all of America's top 10 ag export markets. The top commodity exports in 2022 were soybeans, corn, beef, dairy, cotton, and tree nuts. Creighton University has released a monthly Rural Main Street Index survey. Survey organizer Erna Goss says the survey is trending mostly sideways. It is. This is, of course, a survey of bank CEOs in rural areas of 10 states. And the overall index is sort of moving sideways with the Federal Reserve raising interest rates. And that's cooling economic activity, but not as much as the Federal Reserve would like. So we're staring down at another rate hike in March. Goss reported the overall rate was slightly lower than last month at 50.1, yet the third straight month above the growth neutral level of 50. It did come down from January, but with the Fed raising rates as they have, we're looking at a prime interest rate that's a good four and three quarters percent higher than it was this time last year. So the Fed has really been on a tear, I'd say, the biggest tear in terms of raising rates since the early 1980s. Despite that, Goss says the farm sector is doing slightly better than others on rural Main Street. The ag sector remains a little bit better than the rest of the economy. In other words, the rural Main Street economy, that would be retailers and others on Main Street, not doing as well as the farm sector. The farm sector, we're seeing, for example, farmland prices continuing to expand. And particularly, we're seeing that in Iowa. We're seeing some very high prices going for farmland per acre, record prices, for example. Once again, Creighton University's Ernie Goss. 
USDA recently announced a rule proposed to modify its Women, Infants, and Children program to allow for online ordering of products. USDA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. Online ordering through and participation in USDA Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program has been going on for a while now. As Deputy Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services Stacy Dean recently told lawmakers, In March of 2020, we had about 30,000 SNAP participants redeeming benefits online through a pilot we were operating at the time. Now there are 4 million households who are able to shop online. Now a proposed rule intends to change details within the Women, Infants, and Children WIC program to also allow for online ordering. Among the modifications, removing requirements for cashiers to be present to complete WIC transactions and research into improved transaction technologies like mobile ordering. Public comment on the rule will be conducted from February 23rd to May 24th, with comments made online via the Federal Register at www.regulations.gov. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. More than 50% of Americans think that estate planning is at least somewhat important, but only 33% have a will or living trust. Estate planning is even more important for farmers as it decides the future of the farm, according to AARP's Sean Voskol. Sound estate planning can ensure the farm continues operating beyond your lifetime or that the assets are passed down or sold in a manner of your choice. Without a good estate plan, you risk a lengthy process for your loved ones who may not also agree with each other. One of the best estate planning options, he says, is creating a trust. When you pass away, the taxman isn't the only one who can take a bite out of the assets that you leave behind. Whether it's cash, real estate, retirement money, or other funds, inherited assets can suddenly come up for grabs in a number of scenarios when creditors and others come calling. Establishing a trust is not only a key way to skip probate court, it can also prevent the assets you've spent a lifetime accumulating from going to predators who might slap your heirs with lawsuits. Bosco says it's also important to title bank accounts and assets properly. If you own joint assets or name beneficiaries on your accounts and assets, a creditor cannot seize what you leave behind. Instead, the money will go directly to whoever is listed on the accounts. But for the unsuspecting who haven't titled their assets properly, there are pitfalls. It's best to talk to an expert to ensure you have done everything correctly during the estate planning process. For more information, go to the AARP website at aarp.org. Sponsored by the California Walnut Boarding Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, driving consumer demand, doing more together. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Net Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. 
That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.